0: We're also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is DFS, simply picking your favorite player over and unders. Head over to prizepicks.com and use promo code SGP for a 100% instant deposit match. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up today to bet against your friends and join the special betting revolution at SoBet.io slash SGPN. That's SoBet.io slash SGPN. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head to betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. And of course, do not forget to download the SGPN app, your home, for all of our free picks and podcasts. If you have advanced to the fantasy football playoffs, congratulations. If you have survived a week of uh, the first week of the fantasy football playoffs and are another game into it, congratulations as well uh we are hitting the fantasy football playoffs hot and heavy and now is where you start to win that championship and hopefully we have been of some use to you over the course of the season we will continue to do so until you take home that title and as such i bring back justin mark to help us on our quest for a fantasy title justin welcome back to the show my friend
1: thanks for having me
0: absolutely all right so uh, how are you uh did you do uh did you do well in your fantasy league are you in the playoffs
1: Three out of five leagues I'm in. There you go. That a boy. Uh,
0: and with the research you provide for us, I can definitely see how. Uh, what was the ones that you didn't? How how bad did you not make it? That People want to hear horror stories, not success stories.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, one of my leagues, I am fighting not to be in last place. <laughs> um, just everything went wrong in it, injuries and everything else. And then the other one, uh, I just missed it by losing this week. So
0: ah, that is heartbreak. Who did it for you? Who who did not come through for you?
1: I, uh, guy we're going to talk about actually, Terry McLaurin. I had him stacked with Heineke. Their combined 10.68 points just Ooh, killed
0: me. Hey, that's perfect timing, too. We will get to them in just a second. Uh, but that is so that is where we're at. We are speaking to those of you who are frustrated fantasy managers who may have just barely squeaked in to the fantasy playoffs with one of these folks on your rosters. They may have came up short for you, and you are ready to hit the uh, eject button on these guys. Uh, but we're going to talk through. We may cool your heads. We may actually tell you you're right. You should drop these guys uh, to make room for the fresh waiver wire ads that are about to happen come week 15. And here's the thing. I scour the internet, Twitter, Reddit, all these places that I that I look at to try to see where people's heads are at because I want to see actual names that are being tossed about. I can come up with 10, 15 names uh, on my own, but I want to see what you guys are saying, and some of these I try to weed out and say, okay, look, you guys are now just being completely crazy because you're like, ah, but I, if I see a name pop up more than by five or 10 times, I start to think people's heads are actually there. So I want to talk through these and I want you guys to, to listen to what Justin and I have to say and make up your mind at the end. But, uh, again, these are a lot of names that people put some, a lot of stock in, and they're letting you down. And now you're thinking about whether or not you want to drop them. Uh, so like I said, Justin and I, were here to talk with you and talk through with you some of these names before you let them go. Or, or we tell you, yes, let them go. So Justin, let's do this because you are uh, already talking about Terry McLaurin. So let's go ahead and start with Terry McLaurin uh, as far as I saw his name out there. And look, a couple of weeks ago, we were saying he's the savior of your fantasy football team. Now there's people ready to drop him that made the fantasy playoffs. So Justin, your experience with just or with Terry, and and why we should or should not drop him.
1: Yeah, so it's been a frustrating couple weeks for him, um, and now he's in the concussion protocol. But we've seen guys bounce back fairly quickly uh, this year from that. So, but if you break down his numbers, he's 25% average target share, average yards per catch is 12.94. So he's getting over 10 yards a catch, which is huge. Isaiah five touchdowns on the year, 5.1 catches per game, 62.15 yards per game. And his average longest catch each game is tw- like around 20 yards. So he's moving the chains, which is giving you points on your fantasy roster. Um, Something you got to watch, of course, is Heineke. He's having an MRI on his knee. But I thought Kyle Allen actually looked decent. I think it'll come down to if Allen's playing, do they have the uh, same chemistry as Heineke and McLaurin do? Um, but yeah, he's had some brutal weeks, you know, he got finished with zero points. Once he got the concussion this last week, the week before he had 17% of the target share, only three catches for 22 yards. And the week before that 21% target share and 51 yards. But he's also had a lot of really good weeks. Week two, 107 yards and a touchdown. Week four, 123 and two touchdowns. Week seven, 122 and a touchdown. And then week 11, he had 103 yards and a touchdown. I think because of that, and because I think he will probably clear quickly, I don't think you can drop him in a redraft format or Dynasty. For Dynasty, you for sure hang on to him, because I think he's a good piece to have.
0: Yeah, Dynasty, yeah, definitely you're not dropping Terry. But I mean, I can see in redraft where you get frustrated with those three down weeks in a row. And if you barely got into the playoffs with him, you're probably thinking to yourself. Can I trust him against Philly? Can I trust him against Dallas? Can I trust him against Philly again, right? I mean those are the next three matchups for him and those are crucial matchups uh, And he hasn't faced Philly yet, but against Dallas last week, obviously he got hurt so he couldn't really produce um, so I can see why you're why you are itching to pull the trigger and and let him go Uh to try to make room for a waiver wire because look in a redraft You're getting down to it right now, right? I mean there's there's no room anymore um for for any sort of mistakes, but let's say you let McLaurin go and somebody picks him up and all of a sudden he goes off that next week uh, You would be kicking yourself if you did that now again I understand I understand the gut reaction to want to let him go because you probably would think that if you let him on the waiver wire He's not gonna do anybody else any good because he hasn't been doing me any good um, but think twice before you drop McLaurin uh, only because First of all, he's got big game potential. And second of all, it could be used against you if you let him go. And look, big moves need to be made, right? I mean, that that's not that's not to say that you, you shouldn't be making big moves, but this may be a big move that you could probably keep in your pocket. You can find room on the bench. There's probably somebody that has like a backup tight end or somebody else that you can let go to make room other than Terry McLaurin. Um, so, yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on to a Cleveland, that dual running back team that hasn't necessarily been that way lately due to injury and just a, a bunch of crazy, wacky stuff going on. Um, but I've seen this name like pop up quite a few times. Uh, and, and really, because injury sidelined him for a good long time, he hasn't come back the same, and that's Kareem Hunt. Uh, a couple of down weeks against Baltimore, back-to-back just doesn't look like it's completely right. Of course, uh, you know, with with Cleveland beating the Ravens the way they did, he hasn't necessarily been used. But um, I don't know, Justin, I'm going to let you lay out Kareem Hunt. Uh, there's a lot of folks out there that that are itchy to pull the uh, trigger, as I keep saying, uh, to let him go. So what about Kareem Hunt?
1: Yeah, no, he's got another ankle injury with an MRI pending. Um, he started out great. I mean, you could have him or Chubb uh, play them both. You know, they were kind of neck and neck there. Then he got injured and it's kind of been downhill. So I did see about 30 minutes ago. He's not expected for next week. So if your roster needs a spot, this might be time to start, you know, looking at Kareem Hunt. Um, Biggest question to me is even if he comes back in two weeks, are they going to play him as much? Um, They've got a lot of production out of Ernest Johnson, um, while Chubb and Hunt have dealt with injuries. And of course, Nick Chubb's their starter. They continue to feed him the ball. Um, yeah Hunt just started out great the first six games prior to injury he had 11 and a half carries per game 60 yards a game five total touchdowns um and then he was 13 percent average target share too in the passing game but um since getting the injury and then when he came back it's just not the same the ankle's bothering him now um I think if you need that spot he's definitely somebody you can drop especially you know once they Reveal the results of the MRI and how serious that injury is. Dynasty, again, I think if you have the space, you keep him. Because if he can get back to how he was those first six weeks, he was he was helping a lot of people out that drafted him later on. And um, he was putting up a lot of points, more than expected, because everybody thought Chubb would be the main guy. And they were pretty even there. Um, so, But I think redraft, I think it's, it's really on the fence here with Hunt Dunn. It might be time to, if you need that spot and there's another running back out there that might help you, you might need to grab him.
0: Yeah, I definitely, I would agree with you on that as far as Kareem Hunt, because again, we've been waiting on him and now's not the time to sit out and wait a a result of an MRI. And if he does miss a week, then that's again, not another uh, way to go. And he's just going to sit there. He's going to sit there and, and take up a roster spot. Uh, for you and you don't need that that that's something that you definitely need to to clear up uh, some space for a guy uh, that we're gonna talk about on a waiver wire show maybe in the future or you'll read in our articles on the sgpn so yeah and and again for cream hunt he could land like you said on a dynasty don't don't kind of pull the pull it yet because he could land on a team hopefully next year maybe he gets traded. Maybe, you know, I don't know. He's not a free agent yet, but uh, maybe he gets dealt to a team where he can be a contender I know a lot of teams that are uh, running back needy uh, that I'm sure he'd, he'd love to be on in that instance. So yeah, I mean again, if you're looking for space Kareem hunt could be just that casually especially if he is injured because you need to advance next week and in fact if you let him go and he does come back and you really did want him. He's probably still going to be there for you on the on the come around for week 16 uh, in the in the waivers. Pretty sure no one's going to want to pick him up, uh, especially once they see you let him go. Um, all right. Look, at there are several, several frustrated DK Metcalf managers uh, and for good reason, because DK Metcalf, you drafted him to be a league winner, uh, as I said in the description of this show. But over the course of the last, what is it, five weeks? One, two, three, four, five. He has been absolutely less than that, as have the Seattle Seahawks. And it seems like uh, Tyler Lockett is becoming the guy. So, I mean, it sounds crazy. Everything sounds crazy this late in the season. But does dropping DK Metcalf at this point sound crazy to you, Justin?
1: Well, it's tough because you can't rely on him as a starter right now which is crazy to th- say after looking at his first eight weeks. Um, he's still 25% average target share, though, but that's only equated to 4.3 catches a game and 57 yards a game. Hasn't scored a touchdown since week eight. Um, weeks one through eight, he was aver- actually averaging a touchdown a game. He's had zero since. Uh, part of that's the inconsistency from Wilson with his finger injury. Um but yeah, Metcalf started weeks one through eight with eighteen point one fantasy points per game, and now he's at six point nine. So he's not a guy you're relying on as a starter. And you know, guys like Russell Gage these past two weeks have outperformed DK Metcalf. And Russell Gage is actually only owned in forty-seven percent of the leagues. So he's pro- he might be out there. So you get into a spot where, gosh, which one of these guys is going to be more consistent for me? Right now, it actually looks like Gage might be the past couple of weeks. Again, crazy thing to say because Metcalf has so much talent. Um, but it, right now, you can't rely on him as a starter. So if you need that bench spot, it might be time to move on from him. Obviously, Dynasty, you're keeping him. Um, he's a huge piece once things get turned around here. Um, I'm not sure if it's Wilson's finger. I, you know, I don't know what's going on there, but the drop-off he's had these past five weeks has been crazy. And, uh, yeah, if you need the bench spot or you need to find, put, take a flyer on somebody that will get you more catches, um, and potential touchdowns, it might be time to move on from him.
0: But the guy you drafted, you expected the, the weeks that he had, like you said, in weeks one through eight, 22, 26, 22, those types of fantasy productions. What you've been getting out of him since the bye week is five, seven, two, 11, eight. This isn't a PPR so there is no way that he is producing at the wide receiver one uh caliber that you drafted him as. And as such, yes, I I totally understand the urge to want to let him go. Uh but this is another guy where look, when we talk about not starting and when we talk about dropping are two completely different things, right? Not starting, obviously, he's on your bench. He's going to sit there. And and you may have had DK Metcalf On your bench for the last couple of weeks because you've had a guy like Russell Gage in there, but Unfortunately, if you've been trying to roll with them and still winning this is the key and you've been still winning uh, You might want to try to look for a Russell Gage out there and and put him on the bench. Don't drop him outright He's got a game against the Rams. He's got a game against Chicago, and he's got a game against Detroit. Those are three ridiculous matchups for a wide receiver. Uh, and and for, against the Rams, he had his best game of the season, right? He torched him for 26 points. So DK Metcalf, I would not drop him. I get the frustration, but don't drop him. In fact, I would even go out to say start him this week against the Rams uh, and see what you get because, uh, again, this has been the best output that he had all season long. Maybe he finds a stride again. I don't know. Post by Seahawks uh, for receiver wise have been absolutely atrocious. So I get your frustration. I understand America. I know why you're mad. <laughs> but at the same time, uh, DK Metcalf is is not somebody I think you want to let go to the to the waiver wire uh, just to turn around and beat you in the end. Can't say the same about this next guy. Uh, we may disagree about it, uh, but I, I think it's time. It's time, folks. If you've been holding on to Allen Robinson waiting for better days. Uh, And even if he's been on your bench, he's probably been on your bench now for the last few weeks. Uh, Obviously, coming back from injury, really laying a goose egg against Green Bay. Doesn't look like he's the same. So, I mean, if Allen Robinson needs to go to make room for a better player, I'm okay with it. Justin, what say you?
1: As a Bears fan, I'm ready for Allen Robinson to go on the team to make room. I mean, (laughs) um, if you watch him, I don't even know if it's injury. I think I really feel like there's something there where he's just done with the Bears. You know, they franchise tagged him. He wanted that extension. It didn't happen. Um, He's had injuries. He's had uh, frustrations in the passing game and how that's been handled. And uh, you just when I watch him, I don't see a guy that's given his all the way Allen Robinson can play from what we've seen in the past. Um, he's still getting 22% average target share in the games that he's played, but that's only equated to 5.6 targets due to the run-heavy offense, and he only has um, a 60% 60 catch rate on top of that. So he's averaging 3.2 catches a game, 35 yards, and he only has one touchdown all year. Um, The last four games he's played, that's dropped to 17% of the target share with a 56% catch rate. Numbers have just continued to go down. He just doesn't look like he's playing like the Allen Robinson that everybody's used to seeing. Um, So I agree with you. I think it's time to cut ties. Uh, It's a crazy thing to say because even last year with inconsistency at quarterback, he was a good fantasy football player, but it just hasn't been there this year. And um, yeah, I think it's time to move on from him in a dynasty. I think if you have the space, you hang on to him because he'll probably end up on a team next year where he's going to be relevant again. He's going to put up good points, but if you know you're in the playoffs now and you need spots, Allen Robinson isn't one that should be taking up a spot on your roster.
0: It's just so weird. I mean, he was drafted as wide receiver eleven, right, thirty eighth overall, so somewhere in that third to fourth round range, and. It just seems like such a high price to pay for somebody who just did not pan out whatsoever and look I bring this up because he's still being Rostered in half of Yahoo leagues at least and six out of ten ESPN leagues Obviously again, like I said, I don't I don't have the start percentage right off the the jump for me uh, But I, I would willing to be bet that he's been on the bench for the better part of the season for you anyways, so parting ways with Allen Robinson uh, I, I definitely cannot fault you for wanting to do that and for doing that uh, again This is this is where these next couple of weeks you're gonna need especially with the injuries still piling up It's crazy. How pilot Austin Eckler is going to probably be out this Thursday night You could be looking for somebody to help you uh, in the case of Austin Eckler being out so you know, again, these are the types of decisions you got to make because you're sitting there now with with uh, bench space that you have to free up. And Allen Robinson, unfortunately, is one of those that you could probably end up letting go. Uh, somebody else that's uh, really about rostered in almost half of leagues, uh, four out of ten in Yahoo, and just about five out of ten in ESPN. Maybe the folks that are still having rostered are the ones that didn't make the fantasy playoffs. But if you managed to make the fantasy playoff with Zach Moss on your team, and you've been holding on to him thinking it's Zach Moss. At some point, something's got to happen for Zach Moss. This Bills team is too good to let any of those players go. Uh, Justin, I mean, look, I think I'm ready to go ahead and tell people it's okay to let Zach Moss go. Um, You tell me what you think about Zach Moss.
1: Yeah, I agree. He's been a healthy scratch two of the last three weeks, um, which I think really says a lot. And he just he hasn't put up big numbers all year. Um, weeks two through five, he was averaging 11.5 carries a game, 46 yards, and he had three touchdowns in that time. And he had one receiving touchdown with 23.5 receiving yards a game. So nothing huge. Um, but since then, in the games that he's been healthy, He's and played not been a healthy scratch. He's had 5.8 carries, 15.6 rushing yards a game, 13.8 receiving yards per game, and one total touchdown. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with they really like Singletary, and Matt Breida has really stepped up and played very well. Um, and so, yeah, Zach Moss just hasn't been getting it done. I, I don't know where his future is. I'm not sure if it's even as a starter. Um, so for me, I'm dropping him in redraft and dynasty leagues, um, kind of saying good riddance and looking for somebody else that can put up some points on my roster.
0: Look at you. You're just like, I'm gone. Zach Moss yep. off of every <laughs> roster I have dynasty super flex redraft. Like I, I'm taking Zach Moss out of the pool. Like he's not even going to be available. <laughs> um, you know, you talked about Matt Breida and that's, and that's my point, but here's the thing, Matt Breida, even in the last two weeks has not been. Reliable. I mean, he got 1.8 points, 1.2 points in PPR the last couple of weeks. Uh, But again, that might actually be somebody that I would pick up in lieu of a Zach Moss. Um, They do have Carolina, they do have New England, and they do have Atlanta. Uh, So not necessarily the greatest of matchups all the way through. Uh, But if you're banking on the fact that the Bills are absolutely just livid, that they've lost the last two games in a row and aren't going to come out firing and swinging. um, You got to think Matt Breida could end up being a better part of that uh, going forward. They just want to see what they've got because Singletary, Zach Moss, both of them have not necessarily been what, what they would hope for. So they got to do something right. And I think Breida could end up being um, that something. So we'll see whether or not that happens. But in the meantime, yeah, I mean, Zach Moss, I had him, and I definitely had let him go a long time ago because I knew that it was uh, it was just not gonna happen for me. Uh, I knew I had to make room. in fact, I think I had Zach Moss on a team where I had a very very short bench, and I absolutely knew that there was no way I could keep him and he wasn't gonna turn around and hurt me uh, so again, in the fantasy playoffs, I, I think he's not gonna turn around and hurt you so like I said, Justin's ready to just let him go like maybe he should just go away. <laughs>
1: Well, and the Bills said they were going to commit to passing the ball more, and Josh Allen's averaged thirty-seven attempts a game. So, you know, um, the the part, the pieces of the run game is very small, anyways. So, yeah, I'm I'm done with him.
0: Bye. Oh, <laughs> that's so sad. Oh, and Breida factors a little bit into that passing game, not much, yeah. but whatever. Uh, all right, that's about as long as I wanted to spend on a Zach Moss and Matt Breida. So. If you wanted to cut uh, Zach Moss, go ahead. Uh, And when we come back, we'll tell you some more folks that you can get rid of or not. Well, you know, we're talking through your pain. We're talking through your suffering and trying to uh, make you a little more rational about your decisions on who to drop to make the waiver wire moves. Come back. We got five more. We'll be right back after this. College football's championship weekend may be behind us, but bowl season is almost upon us and there is no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet for tickets to see your favorite team play in their bowl game this winter because tick pick that's T I C K P I C K is the original no fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all tickets for NCAA football, NFL concerts, NBA, and so much more Fresno state taking on UTEP in the new Mexico, bowl for this bowl season got to get my tickets i'm heading over to tick pick right now to make that happen because tick pick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge and that lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their college football tickets if you don't believe it if you can find a better price for the same seats on another ticket site tick pick is going to give you 110 percent of the difference in the purchase price Visit TickPick today at TickPick.com slash SGP. That's TickPick.com slash SGP. Every week I ask and every week I know the answer because I know you are ready to win money and boost your odds. Because WinBet Now is live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. As always, you get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips and get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA college football and more WinBet has some brand new bonuses you can actually use those bonuses on the bowl games at the college bowl games this year it's gonna be so much fun so many bowl games to choose from so many to bet on i hear army's a hot ticket just saying Uh, And if you're a new user, you can bet a dollar, win $100 on any sport. Plus, you can get up to $1,500 as a free bet on WinBet if you make a first deposit of $20 or more. Even more, whatever your first wager is, WinBet's going to match it 200%. So you bet $100, you get a $200 free Bet, of course, don't go over that max wager. $750 is the max wager. They'll match you up to $1,500. There are great odds, promos, and payouts happening right now at WinBet from booster parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. We have what you need to win. Are you ready to play? Sign up today. You're going to receive a special offer. It's a risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com prize picks is the easy way to play daily fantasy it is daily fantasy simplified you pick two to five players and an over under on their projections and you can win up to 10 times on any entry if you use the promo code sgp you're gonna get a 100 deposit match up to 100 it's you versus the projected numbers. Nobody in between. It's you and your knowledge. You have what it takes. I know you do. Prize Picks has a ton of stats to choose from, including yards, receptions, touchdowns, fantasy points, and so much more. Prize Picks also allows mixed sport entries. So you can take the over on the brawn and combine it with the under on Mahomes in the same entry. Prize Picks offers every sport you can think of, like NFL, college football nba college basketball mlb soccer mma and so much more PrizePix has an award-winning easy to use mobile app both on the app store and google play store it's got 4.8 star rated in the app store with rave reviews and look entries can be made in 60 seconds or less it is i, I honestly it is simply that easy PrizePix is safe and it offers fast withdrawals plus you can use that promo code SGP for the 100% deposit match use it on these two that I'm looking at right now look this game between the uh Chiefs and the Chargers on Thursday night I think is going to be a high flying display an aerial display I know both running games are good uh but I think both of these quarterbacks are gonna have a field day so Patrick Mahomes his over under right now on passing yards is set at 270 and a half I'm gonna take the over on that Likewise, I'm going to take the over on Justin Herbert, 285 and a half. Uh, These guys have been known to throw 300 yard games against anybody and everybody. And I think this might be one of those instances. So use that 100% deposit match with the promo code SGP, lay some money down on the overs for Mahomes and Herbert, and be pleasantly surprised when you're cashing out by the end of the night. Again, that's prizepicks.com, promo code SGP for the 100% deposit match. We return to this episode of the Fantasy Football Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Rod Villa Gomez, Justin Mark, talking you through, maybe talking you off of the ledge to drop some of these folks uh, that have been frustrating you all season long. Uh, you know, again, so this is in keeping with a, a couple of the episodes that we've done uh, already this season too, is where we talk about some of these bigger names. Uh, it's, it's kind of easy to drop some of the guys that you just picked up for a couple of week flyers, maybe even a Jeff Wilson that you picked up this week. You can let him go because you didn't really play him through most of the fantasy football season. But some of these bigger names, right? You wrestle with it because they're not what you thought they were and they're letting you down and you're at the end of your rope and you want to let him go. That is why we're here to help you through this and help you come to a decision with a little more rational thought and some of Justin's amazing research. So uh, let's continue down that road. Uh, So this, this next gentleman was not necessarily drafted to be uh, your, your main wide receiver because of injury, right? He slid down in drafts because of injury, but now Jerry Judy has been, uh, I guess a non-factor in some folks' rosters enough to want to drop him. Um, so, Justin, lay out the, the why people would want to drop Judy and whether or not they should.
1: Yeah, so um, obviously he's had was injured about half the year, uh, but the games he's played, he's had 21% uh, average target share, which has been 4.7 catches a game and 53.9 yards per game. Uh, I can understand the frustrations with how run-heavy the Broncos' scheme has been. Um, they've actually been one of the better backfields with Williams and Gordon uh, in the NFL. So he's had less opportunities in the passing game, and he only has one touchdown. And so if you're like in a standard scoring league where you're touchdown dependent, that's been killing you. But his big playability is still there. His average long catch per game is around 22 yards. So um, he makes big plays, just hasn't been big plays that have resulted in touchdowns. so in a redraft, I really think it depends on who your options are. And especially if it's standard scoring, you know, he's averaging 6.24 yards per game, probably not getting it done for you. Probably a guy you're keeping on the bench Um, dynasty. I think you absolutely keep him because he's a young player with a lot of talent. Uh, But you know, I I can, I can understand the frustration with with them with how that run game is going. I mean, it seems like every time they get within 20 yards, they're just running the ball. Um, so without those touchdowns there, there might be some better options
0: out there. I mean, wouldn't you though with Javante Williams, like blowing up now and then even Melvin Gordon doing what Melvin Gordon's doing. I just, to me, yeah, you're right. I would do exactly the same thing. And, and look, it has been tough for the Broncos to get going lately. So I, I would say, look, there's a, a young man on the, uh, waiver wire article, and I'll pitch that on sports dot Uh, Will did a a absolutely wonderful job of this this thing and he threw out Jalen Guyton who again if unless Allen Is out or you know could could still have some down alone value even if Allen is in Uh, he's proven that he's been a, a good big play threat And down the stretch you gotta think that the chargers are gonna lean on him Um, so, you know look at maybe a guy like Guyton Uh, if you need him and you can live without jerry judy uh, and you want a home run swing at flex position this, this coming week, I can understand that because, like you said, in a standard league, he's basically just been dead weight for you, unfortunately, since he came back from injury. And even in a PPR, again, he's he's really only putting up flex, which is kind of where you drafted him anyways, but he's barely hanging on to that flex uh, value there at the at the uh, flex position. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Do, do you have Jerry Judy in any of your leagues? I don't. You don't? Did You didn't draft, you didn't even want to touch that did you
1: no, no um yeah he just didn't fall at the right time that i thought it would be good value so i didn't end up uh having any rostering of judy
0: i feel like i didn't either uh but let's let's talk about the other uh denver receiver we just talked about how they've started to become run heavy and how that's really hurt the receivers uh courtland sutton is a, a almost i don't want to say a gigantic disappointment But he's really weighing on fantasy managers right now. So tell us about Cortland Sutton.
1: Yeah, um, speaking of dead weight on your rosters, um, he's had 80% average target share, 60% catch rate, which has dropped to 53% the last six games. He's only averaged 3.7 catches per game. Last six games, that's only been one7 And then 50 yard per game average, but the last six again, 19.8. So he had some really big games uh, towards the beginning of the year. Week two, he had 159 yards. Week five, he had 120 yards and a touchdown. Week six, 94 yards and a touchdown. Since then, he has not done much. Um, He's got two touchdowns on the year because, again, they're running the ball once they get into the red zone. And in standard scoring the last six games, he's averaged 1.98. Points and only 3.7 PPR, so I definitely feel like it's time to drop Cortland Sutton um, in redraft and in dynasty. I would drop him in both and uh, look for better options out there because in a PPR league, 3.7, you're that's not getting you anything.
0: And here's what's crazy. So last week, he was rostered in about 79% of ESPN leagues, and he's actually still uh, uh, rostered in about uh, 75% uh, of ESPN 79 in Yahoo. Uh, But he was only started in 26.9% of leagues. So he has been on the bench uh, for the better part of most people's uh, championship run. So if you want to let him go... I think you are fully uh this is your permission to go ahead and let Courtland Sutton go only because you're right it, it has been a rough go for him for Judy for even Noah Fant for that matter uh anybody but the running backs in that offense have really suffered over the last few weeks and as has the Broncos um you know those guys they really they just can't catch a break they started out looking like world beaters uh you know those 3 wins in a row but Ever since then, it's really been a mixed bag of, of anything. Uh, win against the Chargers was huge. Then they lost against Kansas City. Uh, beat Detroit, but now they're going up against a Cincinnati team that gave San Francisco all they could handle. Uh, a Raiders team that, that really needs a win. And then Chargers and Kansas City in the last couple of weeks. So you, you can't really expect them to put up a whole lot of uh, points for you going forward. But, uh, you know, Cortland Sutton unfortunately, got to go. Did you have Cortland Sutton on any of your teams?
1: I did earlier in the year, and I ended up dropping him.
0: Wow, when did you let him go?
1: Um, I think it was week eight or nine I let him go. It was it was a, week where it was a roster where I had a bunch of injuries. I just had to clear up some space, and he was kind of a low guy on the totem pole.
0: Uh, I mean, that was about the decline. I mean, at week seven against Cleveland, he had 11.8 in PPR. Then he had six. Yeah, so I could see why you would make that decision to pull the trigger earlier. Uh, Which worked for you, I'm sure. (laughs) I got to tell you. Uh, All right, let's go. Uh, Okay, so explain to me, one, the Jaguars. I mean, just just go ahead and take three minutes to explain the Jaguars. Uh, But really more than that, tell me about James Robinson because he is still across the board rostered in almost every league out there. Everybody wants him to be a fantastic running back, but he just can't be that on the Jaguars. And and uh, over the last two weeks, really, this is where people started to get kind of sketchy around him, especially in a PPR. In the last two weeks, 2.5 points and then 0.4, right, against the Titans last week in the shutout. So uh, what are we telling uh, managers of James Robinson that are ready to just let him go
1: so take this with a grain of salt because I have James Robinson in a league that I'm getting a first round by and so I in the next couple of weeks here I need big performance out of him um, <laughs> he still leads the backfield but you know they're always playing from behind so the game script doesn't exactly let them run the ball a lot um, he, he's just he's been inc- inconsistent he has 11.45 carries game 54 yards. He does have seven rushing touchdowns on the year, 10% of the target share, which has been two and a half catches a game in 19 yards. Um, I have him in a half PPR league, and his scores have been 6.9, 7.9, and they jumped up to 22.4, 20.1, 21.2, 17.6. Then he was injured in the game and only had 14.4. Came back, had 16.4, but then he's dropped again. He's 10.8, 11, 2, and then .4 last week. So it, it's been... It's been tough um, having him rostered. This weekend, the Jaguars only ran the ball eight times. Now, he had six of those carries, but they only ran the ball eight times. And if you have uh, a player who's only touching the ball six times, they're not going to score you a lot of points. Um, But there are some positives. He does have a 4.39 yard average per carry, which is pretty good. And I know it's been hard to rely on him, but they have positive matches the next two weeks. They play the Texans, which are 29th against the run, and then they play the Jets, which are 32nd on the run. So in a redraft league, um, I'm keeping him. I'm hoping that we get some good performance out of him the next two weeks here. And a dynasty, I'm actually kind of on the fence because uh, Etienne should be back next year, and so at best it's probably a split backfield at best and now i feel like that's not going to be the case travis atn is going to get more carries but um for right now i'm hanging on to james robinson i'm hoping they run the ball more i'm hoping there's positive game script against the texans and the jets since they aren't teams that are putting up tons of points um and i'm crossing my fingers that he's gonna win me some playoff
0: games uh well 80 percent of the fantasy world is with you on that they started him last or in week 13 then they turn around 77 percent started him in week 14 so uh people are rolling out james robinson hoping for the best and again i mean they've been bitten, which is why they're ready to pull the trigger on him so i will say yes but here's where i will also say because uh dante foreman is still available in four out of 10 leagues in Yahoo and at least five out of 10 in ESPN. If you can grab a Dante Foreman, I mean, I'm not saying start him over James Robinson, but over the last couple of weeks, like Foreman's got 19 carries for 109 yards, 13 carries for 47 yards, and he's factored into the uh, actual passing mix a little, two catches, but I mean, the percentage and the numbers are going up. So if you can find Dante Foreman on your waiver wire, still uh then hopefully you can grab him and and maybe slide him into the flex position or if you really want to drop james robinson remember we're kind of telling you not to uh but if you also want to you know drop one of the other guys we were talking about too zach moss dante foreman is a perfect replacement for a zach moss uh you know and could be for james robinson if you're really that frustrated not going to tell you how to run your team uh but here's the thing you know dante foreman might be out there look for him As always, we are brought to you by PropSwap. It is America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. If you're not using PropSwap, you are missing out. PropSwap is America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. You can find the best odds in the country because you're buying directly from other bettors. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit. PropSwap's going to double it up to $500. Double the cash, once again, means double the odds. If you love sports betting... I don't got to tell you, you do, but you need to be using PropSwap. Sellers across the country list their sports bets for sale and thousands of buyers visit PropSwap every day to find the best odds on futures, props, and parlays. The average PropSwapper, listen to this, makes $500 a month just buying and selling sports bets on PropSwap. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. Have you tried better fantasy yet? not you need to better fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups cash out for gift cards when your bet hits and even help raise money for charity along the way brand new they're looking to grow their early adopter community they got a slick app it's fun to use and one of the reasons we love it so much is they offer prop betting so if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet like me you can get in on some prop bets on better fantasy plus they just added a cool bonus Get your entire league to join Better Fantasy. You got you got some time. Playoffs are still happening. Get your entire league to join Better Fantasy. They're going to give the league a $150 gift card to get a sick-ass trophy from trophysmack.com. You've always wanted a trophy for your league. Now's your chance to get it. Totally free to play. Download it right now for the iPhone and Android. Check them out today at bettorfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's B-E-T-T-O-R-fantasy.com slash SGPN. Somebody tell me, when did sports betting become so rigid? Sports betting is supposed to be social, right? When I picture betting, I picture bootleggers, mustaches, tossing around bets in a speakeasy. Well, SoBet is taking the social lineage of betting and putting a modern twist on it by providing a modern platform. SoBet changing the game with their new product. Check it out right now at SoBet.io and create an account and see for yourself. Through their fully functioning and free web application, you can access a demo of their app, which will launch next fall. That app includes consensus lines from Vegas, a feed of what other people are betting on, and the ability to send friendly wagers to anyone you know via text, QR codes, and links, among other methods. No money is transacted on the app and it's purely competitive. So next time you're with your friends watching sports, turn the dial up a notch. Go to SoBet.io and see who can hit the most ridiculous bets users have the ability to place bets off vegas odds or generate a bet by changing any metric they want as long as somebody is on the other side to accept so let's get back to the roots of betting with so bet go to sobet.io slash sgpn that's sobet.io slash sgpn today to join the revolution And as always, do not forget to go over and download the SGPN app. It is now live right now in the Google Play Store and the App Store. It gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts like this one. And while you're at it, don't forget to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. Speaking of not telling you how to run your team, I drafted this next guy in a couple of leagues. Really excited about the possibilities of him and Ryan Tannehill. Really understanding, yes, that Derrick Henry ruled the Tennessee Titans team. Uh, but then once he got hurt, I thought Julio Jones was going to be a much better player for me down the stretch. Uh, of course, we know it was injury-ridden. We know everything that, that shaped up in that. But, boy, I got to tell you, he let a lot of managers down last week with a 3.3 performance uh, in standard. And, you know, tch- he really hurt some folks with a single-digit PPR performance as well. So, I guess talk us through Julio Jones, Justin, and and what frustrated managers should do with him.
1: Yeah, and the, the injuries have plagued him all year. Um, the games he's been healthy for, 17% average target share, three and a half catches a game, 52.7 yards. Um, week two, he had 128 yards, so if you take that out, he's actually only averaging 40 yards per game. Zero touchdowns on the year. Uh, I have a feeling like when you draft Julio, you're thinking touchdowns and they just haven't been there. Um, in the half PPR league, he's averaging 7.06 points per game. So, probably somebody that should reside on your bench. Um, I just, I'm not seeing a lot of value there right now from Julio. It, even in games that like Brown has been out and Julio should be the guy, he hasn't been the guy. So in a redraft league, I think if there are other options available or you need the roster space, I think it's okay to drop him. Dynasty, too, I'm not sure there's a lot of future value, um, especially after how many injuries he had throughout this year. Um, I don't know if he's got a lot of play left. Uh, It's too bad because obviously he has been a great wide receiver in his career. But um, I don't know if there's a lot of future value there. So for me, I think, you know, if there's options out there, guys you're looking at, um, I think it's okay to drop him.
0: Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, that's probably where I'm at, too. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and let him go. Uh, it is frustrating because it is Julio, you know, and you drafted him as a wide receiver, too. Uh, you took him somewhere around the 17th uh, wide receiver and, and really expected him to be like the 1A to, to A.J. Brown's 1B. And just injuries have decimated That Tennessee team, uh, yet they still tick on. But for me, I I don't know. I I get sad because I really want to see Julio do well for the rest of his career, however long that's going to end up being now. Uh, Because when the injuries start piling up, it's hard to be effective, and I I highly doubt that any other team is going to take a ride on him, and he's probably just going to ride out with the Tennessee Titans uh, because I really don't see another team wanting to spend any sort of capital. And look, they've got some tough matchups coming. They got Pittsburgh, they got San Francisco, and then they got Miami. I mean, for as much as Miami, we, we joke about Miami being Miami. They've actually tightened up a lot in the last few weeks, and that's Week 17. Okay. Now, if you're if your championships in Week 18 against Houston, maybe just maybe that's the one you want to hang out for. Uh, but I mean, again, if you're if you're ready to let go, somebody go, and you really need that roster spot to help you in a in a situation where you're looking for a replacement for an injured player. Um, I don't know, he probably shouldn't be seventy 76% rostered after this last round of waivers uh, for week 15. So, sorry, Julio, you, you gotta go. Um, all right, okay, this last one, Justin, I'm pretty sure when you saw this name on the list, you probably thought to yourself, who on God's green earth is crazy enough to actually put this name out there? And like I told you before, this is a situation where I didn't necessarily just go off of one person saying this, flippantly i scrolled around to look and make sure that this was actually a name that people were frustrated with and wanted to actually let go with actual heartfelt feelings and not just the pissed offness of losing in week 14 because lamar jackson got hurt but here comes lamar jackson people are not wanting to hang on to lamar jackson anymore for the rest of the season are they crazy justin
1: yes and no no i completely (laughs) get it um so he's dealing with that right ankle injury, and yes, Lamar Jackson's passing has improved this year. He's done better there, but he's only averaging 1.33 passing touchdowns per game, 240 passing yards. Um, if you take out the weekend, this weekend where he only had 17, then he's had 260 passing yards per game, 67% passing completion. Uh, where do you get your fantasy points from Lamar Jackson? It's from his rushing ability. He averages 70 yards per game rushing, only had two rushing touchdowns on the year, which I kind of expected him to have more. Um, so the biggest question is, will that ankle injury, even if it doesn't sideline him, is it going to affect that rushing ability? Because if, if you have Lamar Jackson and you're starting Lamar Jackson, um, like I have him in a league, I'm depending on those rushing yards. You know, seven fantasy points per game. Um because of his 70 yard average that that's huge um and then the last three weeks prior to injury though the the rushing yards been there the passing not so much he's had some struggles with interceptions um so last three weeks prior to injury 17.8 11.05 and 20.15 points So whether you're going to drop him in a redraft league, if that ankle injury sidelines him or if it's going to limit him, I do think that you're going to need to start a different quarterback. Um, You're going to need to start a quarterback who's passing consistently. Um, Try to find somebody around that 300-yard range that's getting more than 1.33 passing touchdowns per game. Um, Dynasty, obviously, um, you're keeping him. Um, the, The league I have him in, uh, you get two keepers. So I'm kind of on the fence if he's going to be one or not. I have some other options. Um, but, you know, in a dynasty league, if you can keep multiple people, I think he's a great quarterback to have because of that rushing ability. Um, but the redraft this year, I-, I completely understand if you need to drop him to make space for a quarterback that you can count on to get more passing touchdowns.
0: This is obviously a situation you need to monitor as a Lamar Jackson manager, which you're going to anyways. I ain't got to tell you to do that. Uh, but then look at what he's got coming up. Like he's got green Bay, uh, at home Cincinnati on the road and the Rams down the stretch. So this is not going to be easy for him to come back. I mean, Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jackson. Obviously, you know that you are taking a risk if you don't start him and, or if you drop him, uh, but, and they always say, fortune favors the bold, but maybe, maybe, just maybe take a step backwards. Find some third-string receiver, fourth-string receiver that you've been just letting sit on the bench for the last, I don't know, five or six weeks that you haven't even touched. Uh, drop that person. Keep Lamar on your bench in a redraft. Don't give anybody else the ammunition, but go ahead if you're really, if you're squirrely and you need to pick somebody up, and, and if you, you know, if he stays hurt, uh, you definitely need that that quarterback because I'm pretty sure at this point in the season, a lot of people don't carry a backup quarterback, especially after the buys, uh, because they want that roster spot for other flexible uh, opportunities. Uh, but this is where you're going to need to drop one of those guys that you picked up a couple weeks ago. You know, uh, Jamichael Hasty, even you know Jeff Wilson, one of those guys that you might have picked up the last couple of weeks, thinking in a spot start could help. Uh, but yeah, now they're now they don't necessarily pan out the way you need them Uh, then you're going to need a backup quarterback. So, Uh, all right, yeah. Well, again, I put that on there, and I know I'm pretty sure you were like, what the hell is Rod thinking putting Lamar Jackson? No one's going to drop him, right? That's what I said too. Uh, But there are legitimately people uh, that that have these conversations with themselves in their head. Should I do this? Should I not do this? Um, Because they get mad, and they get frustrated. They get angry. So uh, we're here to inject a little bit of calm into your into your decision making process and i want you to understand that no thought in fantasy football is too crazy because again we can't tell you how to manage your team but uh we we ultimately especially if you've made it to the playoffs you've made the right decisions already uh hopefully we can just help you to to decipher them along the way uh any any final thoughts justin anything you want to pass on uh to to the folks that we're speaking to
1: Just good luck to everybody that's making the playoffs and if you didn't um it's never too early to start thinking about next year and start looking at your rosters. <laughs>
0: uh, and DFS is an option for you as well. So make sure you line up on those. Uh, actually, and not just that, but like prize picks, uh, prediction strike, all those great opportunities. Even Underdog uh, has some, some best ball going into the playoffs as well. So uh, there is no reason to be outside of the realm of fantasy football uh, because we definitely continue the action going, especially here on the SGPN. So make sure you check us out. Uh, Justin let everybody know where they can find you on social media
1: Yeah, follow me on twitter at mark87j right. of course you can find me on the SGP website and
0: app all the good stuff that Justin works on again all thoroughly researched and all worth your time thank you for your time by the way and we hope that you have a pleasant week 15 as it begins uh, again this is Monday night if you listen to this before the Monday night football game you're really good by the way, to make it before the start of the game. (laughs) But if you make this before your waivers, hopefully we've helped you clear up some space on your bench and uh, we'll come back on Thursday and we'll have another mailbag session. I think between now and the end of the season, I'm going to answer all of your questions. This is the time where you got them. This is the time where we're going to answer them. So Thursdays, we'll spend some time answering your questions. Hopefully we'll get you into the next round of the playoffs and wearing that championship belt that you used to actually uh the sobet.io right get that whole league to sign up you get that belt you wear it you have fun with it and then you get to keep it for years to come uh again make those uh prediction strike and prize picks picks as well use that promo code sgp for that deposit match and until next time we'll see you on the flip side i'm rod via gomez find me on twitter at rj via gomez make sure you download the sgpn app leave a review for us I think I got it all in. Until next time, everybody, let it ride!